<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Hey, everybody. On this week's episode, we are answering your questions. Buckle up. It's time for a live Apathetic Enthusiasm. Oh man, that was great. That was that was, that was solid, Travis. You you did that perfectly. One take, <laughs> one take. We're doing it live. I'm feeling loose. Hey everybody, welcome to this show. This is Apathetic Enthusiasm. I'm Travis, and I am Brandon. And and welcome to welcome to the show. I did say perfectly, and just <laughs> and and I and I put this as as a clean one. Well, I I just ruined it in the first ten seconds. You, you somebody's gonna be driving to school. <laughs> With their kids in the back seat playing Fortnite, and the first thing they're gonna hear yeah. is is that's right, Brandon Scarborough. <laughs> why why did he say perfect? <laughs> uh, everybody, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, if if you are watching live, you already know what's going on. You guys, you guys are uh, well aware. We are starting this podcast a little late. Uh, I I did a like weird half hour solo pre pod uh, at, at the get go, but but I think we're ready. We're both here. We're excited, and uh, we are going to be answering lots of questions uh, tonight on the podcast. Uh, a lot of these pot these questions came uh, from social media. If you're not following us on social media already, already there are lots of ways you can do that over on Twitter at Apathusiast on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. You can send us emails at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com over on Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. And our website is apathetic enthusiasm.com. Big thanks to everybody that's watching, uh, filling up the chat right now with tons of questions and conversations over on twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or over on YouTube, youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. You guys, you guys are amazing. I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys. Uh, so much fun chatting with you. Uh, if you, if you have not checked out, uh, one of our episodes live or even a, uh, just the video versions, you can head over to YouTube and watch, uh, all of the video versions over there. Uh, tons of fun. Love hanging out with you guys. Uh, and then finally, you can you can buy our love, of course, over at apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop where you can get t-shirts or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod. All right, Brandon. True or false? Here we go. True or false? Did you take a nap? No, I did not. I did not. I did not take a nap. Here's 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 what happened, right? Uh, you 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 said like oh, I'm 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 running late. Oh my god, I feel so bad for everyone who's who's waiting for us. I know we started so we start at nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, 
but yeah, like I'll, I'll, I'll be there. And so I said, it's no problem. I'll, I'll just put out a tweet. I'll say 10 to 10, 15, right. Right. Roundabout. And in that time I started thinking about like my campaign, my D, the, the, the campaign is as far as D and D goes. And then I, I thought about like getting into stream labs and then uh, I was putting a kid to bed and, and a bunch of stuff happened. I was like, well, I still have till 10 to 10, 15. And uh, when I got back at around 10, 12, I noticed the phone call from Daniel. I noticed uh, you sending me a couple messages. I was like, oh, he's, oh, he's back. He's, oh, he's, oh, he, he's back. Oh, 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 no. And, and then, I, then I pulled my pants up. Um, <laughs> that was the second theory. The second theory was that you were dropping the deuce and, uh, and that you were, that you weren't available that's right that's right um so yeah with any at any at any rate uh i'm looking forward to 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 this this episode we we don't do uh well i i take that back i was gonna say we don't do very many qa episodes but i think this is maybe our third or fourth one and and i gotta i gotta say i think this one is gonna be the most successful of all time we've had some good ones but just you know the folks in the stream that that's great just popping questions at us left and right and uh the ones that we have on social media from some from people i i know personally um and uh some other fans out there it's just it, it's gonna be great we're gonna rapid fire these shits off i i say you know maybe like one to two minutes per question we'll just we'll knock it out travis we'll just knock it out plus i've if, got gin and tonic. If this intro is any indication of how Quickly and succinctly, we are going to get right to the matter at hand. Fear not, we're gonna we're gonna get through these questions in no time. <laughs> no time. Um, I have I have our Twitter open over at Appethusiast. Uh, if you if anybody is going out there, if they if they care, you know whatever, you send more questions over there. But uh, I do have some from Bordinko, aka Brian, uh, my 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 old my old uh, tech buddy, uh, who's sending us questions left and right. Uh, but uh, let's let's get the, let's get after you know let me let me stop that and say to this Travis, let me ask let me ask the first question how in the hell are you doing tonight and are you ready for this dude i'm feeling so good right now like i was so stressed coming into this and then like the the unorthodox way that this podcast got started uh i don't know it just it just it's it got me excited it got me excited to uh talk to you guys and and, and get ready so yeah i'm good i'm I, i'm ready to answer some questions uh let's 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 get right into it you okay. Ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ready. I I noticed that you are you're writing down questions from the chat as we as we go on, uh, which is good because I only thought about that like in the middle of what you were saying to me. I don't actually know what you just said to me. That's that's great. Um, no, it's good. It's good. That's teamwork, Brandon. Let's let's start with what what we are affectionately calling Matt questions. These are questions from uh, Brandon's longtime best friend, Matt size mode uh, friend of the podcast you you hear him every time we start a new episode as of like the last month yeah uh but uh his first question is what is your favorite place that you've been in the world uh, i should have thought about this question before i actually uh responded to you asking that question favorite place i've been to in the world um it would have to be with my wife and kid that would that that that's to set it up that's to set the the the, stage. the line for hagrid's <laughs> not, sunday we could get no. into that later um <laughs> it, uh, i our 
I guess the best vacation we had was up in, in Monterey. And like we, we spent, we spent time in Monterey, you know, it's cloudy. It's kind of, kind of cold, but, uh, you know, it's whenever you go visit family, if you've been away from family for a long time and then they're still in like the state that you grew up in, every time you go back to visit family, like that, that ends up being your vacation and you never get like actual vacation time. And what, what separated that experience for us was that was, ah, that was ours. Like we did it. It was just me, Chelsea and, and, and my son. So, um, you know, that, I, I think that that stuck out that experience. All right. All right. What about you? Mm, burping. Uh, that's my favorite place to be. Uh, I, the first thing that pops into my brain is all Disney theme park related. Uh, and that is like, that is like the easy answer. But then again, that's also manufactured and there's, uh, that's, I, I love Disney. I'm, I, I mean, boom, there's, there's the ears right there. But, uh, honestly, I think my favorite place is, um, uh, it was the time I spent in Hawaii and, uh, there are, areas there uh you're by the ocean there's mountains like beautiful scenery um uh when we when we went camping uh out out in the and it's like it's dark and it's quiet and you can hear the ocean and you can just barely hear brandon puking his pbr <laughs> like next to the tree um yeah. but no like but so many drinking. amazing hikes so much so much uh cool stuff um yeah uh, as of now i think uh, Hawaii has been my favorite place. There's, I bet there's a lot of other like really awesome tropical islands, but um, uh, for now I've only been to Hawaii, so that's that's what I'm gonna go with. Oh yeah, well hey hey thanks thanks for uh, including me in your one upmanship. <laughs> be like yeah, let let me make sure I include Brandon in whatever memory I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate. You. I didn't say it was my favorite memory. We just happened to both be there at the same time. <laughs> Um, D squeeze three to one asks, do you eat spam from a can? And this aligns with Matt's question, favorite food of all time. Just kidding. It's not spam from a can, but, but I just wanted to shout out D squeeze, uh, favorite food of all time. Um, is it like a, like a specific like dish of like an instance uh, along the lines of event or, or just like in general, like what's your favorite food? We'll, we'll go with that. Cause it's easier and it's quicker. Just what's, in general favorite food. Yeah. Um, Man, that's tough. Uh, bar like I like barbecue like a lot. So whether whether it's uh like pulled pork or something like that, something mm. seasoned really well. I I my go to answer used to be steak, but that's pretty you know generic. That's whatever. Um, and now I'm like getting older, and like cholesterol is a thing to consider. So I'm trying trying to move away from eating uh, so much, you know, red meat and stuff. All yeah, the time. but no, that's uh, solid. yeah, I don't know. I like a, I like good like barbecue. That's okay. That's nice. All right, good good barbecue. Look, just because my last name is Cruz doesn't mean I want to pick a Mexican dish. I love enchiladas. I, I think <laughs> I think that's I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Just like a, a red sauced chicken enchilada. It just you yeah. know, it 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 it, it, it speaks to me <laughs> in a language that I don't understand. Cause I, I I only went to a quarter of Spanish in junior high school. It, it which was weird, right? In junior high school they had they didn't have semesters, they had quarters of, of classes. So I took a quarter of Spanish. 
And my final was I made an enchilada, or sorry, a, a, a quesadilla in the microwave. That was my final. I'd, ex- <laughs> I'd explain how to make a quesadilla in the microwave. And then uh, and then a quarter of French. Um, we, I guess. Yeah. Oui, oui. Uh, I don't remember what the final was for that. It was probably uh, like eat a baguette. Yeah. Did you make a baguette in the in the microwave? <laughs> microwave baguettes. If you know if that's uh, a-, a, a fight has broken out in the chat between Kansas City's burnt ends and North Carolina barbecue meaning pulled pork. I love I love them all. I I do and and uh burnt burnt ends are burnt ends are, are, uh, are really good. They 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 are. If if yeah. I if I have to go with a with a barbecue dish. Like I don't want the entire rib and I don't want the bones and all that type of stuff. I just I just want I just want them ends dipped Damn in ends in, dough and sauce. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to uh lightning round challenge. I'm yep. going to challenge you to answer this question okay. in five words. Ooh. What is the best process for home buying? Okay. Uh <laughs> Veterans Affairs Home Loans. Duh. <laughs> is is it is the A Affairs? I think it's Affairs. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Association? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, de- de- definitely VA Home Loan. Um, all you have to do is join any branch of the service, become a veteran, get Just out. Do that, and you're good. And then you, you've earned yourself a... a a low interest home loan uh, with no money down. Uh, I would go with avoid adjustable interest rates. Dummy. Uh, uh, no, no judgment. No judgment. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, okay. We, ha- we have a lot of questions about imbibing in adult beverages. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this one is, in your opinion, what makes a beer good? Uh, what's your favorite type of beer? Finally, what is your favorite specific beer? Also from the chat, uh, Philip wanting to know what our favorite beer was, or uh, if not beer specifically, then just favorite alcoholic beverages. So, uh, Boozers Unite, what what are what are your favorite what are your favorite types of beer? We'll start with that. Oh my God this this question is going to reveal me as a poser. it's the whole podcast this is the rest of the podcast okay it, I'm, it's gonna reveal me as a poser look here's here's the thing yeah i'm doing i'm doing uh uh elizabeth warren look here's the thing um that's not a bear <laughs> we should just do it in in political uh, uh candidates um i i like i like beer the first beer i ever had the We've never gotten this 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 question. The first beer I ever really had was uh, my uh, one of my neighbors in in my town. He had like this this desert uh, kind of like band get together in the Mojave Desert, and uh, I was like fifteen, fourteen maybe, and I, I drank like shitty Bud Light out of out of a keg, and I was like, oh, this is nasty, but I'm feeling stuff, so this is fun. Fast forward to when I'm now thirty seven. And I've I've experienced beer, and I like beer, in the sense that I like feeling effects of beer, <laughs> and and none of it tastes great to me. I, I I'll I'll dare say that I've never been like wow, 
I have an orgasm from drinking this triple IPA. Um, but but and I think that's a fair statement because I don't think most people have that reaction to beer. <laughs> like like those double IPAs that that I gave you <laughs> at, when we were in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's a fun little side story. Back back in our weekly Catan days when we were playing Settlers of Catan like every week, uh, you brought like a six pack of it was like a variety pack of beers. Were they Sam Adams beers? Yeah, Sam Adams. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and this, I mean, at that time, like. I think my palate for beers was still pretty, pretty mild. And there were these double IPAs in there and you like cracked open one and like nobody at the table liked it. We were all just like, oh, this is this is terrible. And then the <laughs> other ones like stayed in my fridge for like, what, like a year? Like, I feel like they were in there forever. Yeah, they were they were there forever, man. <laughs> Like, uh, but now, yeah, I have nowadays. I I, I like all kinds of IPAs. Well, it's, uh, it's just okay. Well, well, what what makes a beer good to you? Like you you said you like them. Like what makes it good to you? What makes it? I I, I went I went through an IPA season. Um, I still enjoy an IPA occasionally, but if I'm being honest, like the beers that I tend to gravitate towards now are more of like like a porter. Um, like a brown ale, those sorts of things. I like, I like something that's a little bit smoother. Uh, I, I definitely avoid flavored beers uh, for the most part. Anything that tries to taste like ice cream or fruit oh. or that kind of stuff, definitely, definitely not, not something I'm into. But as, as I started drinking a lot more like black coffee, mm-hmm. uh, my the flavors that I enjoy are a little bit more of like those roasty, um, more kind of like Guinnessy. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, the, the yeah, very, that's the very, the very dark, very hoppy beers. Uh, uh, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy hoppiness, but especially if like the malt is really like roasty. Um, <laughs> how many beers have you had? You're starting to lose focus there, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoy those. Okay. Well, well um, uh, I'll, I'll say this, but what is your favorite beer? What is your favorite? Well, you just said it. It's that was stupid. Uh, specific beer. Well, I don't, I don't know that Guinness is my favorite. Okay. No, but that, that's, that's the specific beer. What would your specific beer be? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that my favorite type of beer is, is probably whatever has alcohol above the 3.2% that Bud Bud and and Coors have, right? Yeah. Um but I will say that uh Matt asked this question uh memory-wise, one of my favorite beers is <laughs> I don't think it's counts as beer necessarily, but uh, what was it? It was like not Colt 45, but <laughs> it was like Rattles King Cobra. King Cobra malt beverage. <laughs> And it was just so cheap. He he lived in Lamar, Colorado, and uh, I was you know a couple hours away, and I went to visit him, and we just got a couple king cobras and just tore them up. It tore tastes up. like it tastes like crap, but you know what? When you got an Edward Forty hand, some stuff, nothing better. I'll tell you what. Uh, I I enjoy like a crisp, like uh, like a lager. Um, when in the moments after I'm done mowing my lawn in the middle of summer and I go into the house, uh, to take a shower, to wash the filth 
of lawn maintenance <laughs> off of my body, mm. I will tell, tell bring I will bring a beer into the shower with me. And if you have never had a shower beer, I'm telling you, it will change your life. A cold, refreshing beer in a hot shower is it's it's life changing. It, it really is. That's so that's so weird. It's so weird to me. Like a shower cheesecake makes sense. Shower beer? Uh, it's a little. It's a little stretch. <laughs> it's. I mean, and Chad agrees. Shower beers are amazing. I, I, I felt a little. I felt a little silly the first time. Now I, I'll never bet against it. It's probably the same effect of like <laughs> chilling in a hot tub with a beer. But okay, you know, all right, whatever. Well, my my whatever. problem with with shower beer is it, it doesn't make, like. I only have two hands, right? <laughs> and and if I'm if I'm gonna hold the shampoo bottle, <laughs> you just pour the beer on yourself. It's yeah. no big deal. And, and you know what? <laughs> all right, like all I'm saying is that like, do you have do you have like a do you have like a a tray that you put your beer on? Is that is that what oh, you do? Oh yeah, like my my shower has like shelving around for for different forms of do you have a bottle you know, opener soaps, thing soaps and <laughs> i don't but that's not a bad idea um i have a mirror in my shower because like i shave in the shower so yeah like it's we're getting we're getting real deep and personal right now I, uh, I, but yeah i have i have the perfect shelf to to hold my beer uh, in the shower and you know if you care enough you'll you'll find a way You'll find a way to you'll find a way to be happy. You know, there. Okay, we, we we can move on from this in a second. But one of the things I think is when I'm in the shower, I'm not thinking about drinking stuff because in my in my mind, I'm I'm thinking about like you know other like uh, work or how to fix processes. Philosophical. Or, yeah, I'm not, and also because I'm like washing my butthole, <laughs> I don't necessarily can like correlate. Like you know what. I'm washing my butthole with some Dove men's body wash. Let me also take a sip of this beer. <laughs> I'm telling you, you haven't lived, Brandon. This summer, I challenge you to have a shower beer. Okay. You live in Florida. Have it this weekend. I don't care. All right. We're moving on. We're moving on. This is the last in the section that we call the Matt questions. Uh, and this one will be, um, we'll, we'll get through this one really quick. Uh, Matt wants to know, what's the strongest point in your life? What was your highest bench max? It's real quick. Real quick, easy answer, 150. I have no idea, Matt. Maybe close <laughs> to that. I I, I want to start lifting on uh, more, but I don't. Uh, so I I will let you know when that happens. Uh, but I ran three miles on or five miles on Saturday, so I, so that happened. There, there you go. There you go. That's a strange flex. <laughs> Get flex muscle lifting. Yeah, no, I got it. Uh, let's 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 read some of Phillips' questions here. Uh, Philip Marks also hanging out in the chat, uh, wants to know Joaquin Phoenix or Heath Ledger, who is your Joker? Oh, good question. Good question. Uh, hands down Heath Ledger. Travis. Yeah. 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 I, good, good. I, I enjoyed Joker. Uh, just watched it recently. Um, I, I feel like Joaquin Phoenix, he, he walks you through the process of becoming 
the Joker, I don't, I don't, there's, there's a short sequence towards the end of the movie where you really, he, he kind of comes into his own as the Joker, but, um, Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker was, was outstanding. I, I absolutely loved what he did with the character and, um, sort of just, he really embraced that, that sort of mental brokenness. And, um, I don't know. I, that's that to me, no one has since Heath Ledger has really done the role justice. I mean, I, I, I I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to belittle what Joaquin Phoenix did. I think he did a great job. It just, I don't know. Yeah. We, 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 we talked about this after the Oscars or, or leading up to the Oscars. Um, in the sense that Joker was a movie that you could have replaced. It didn't have to be called Joker. It could have been called Bob and it still could have shown a a story about a, a man succumbing to madness or, or not, not even succumbing to madness, maybe like accepting it and just being like, yeah, this is who I am. And now let me be crazy. Um, it could have been any movie is, is, is what I'm saying about that. Maybe like if there's a sequel and we see Joaquin Phoenix uh, being actual Joker-ish doing Joker stuff. Okay. I, I'm, I'm down with that. But for now, Keith Ledger is a, his, his backstory, who he was, you, you didn't know actually where, who he was or, or, um, you know, where he's coming from, like his backstory changed every time he talked to somebody. And in, in that sense, he is, he is the Joker because the Joker, we don't have an origin story for the Joker other than, uh, Tim Burton's film, 1989 or the killing joke or Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. We don't have it. He, he embodies that kind of, uh, chaos that, yeah. and so Heath Ledger. Yeah, the the chaos part of it, I feel, um, like the Heath Ledger like really takes it to that next level. Like that opening heist scene with like all the clowns that are taking each other out, and then he, like, that that was that was great. I I I think it would be interesting to see the Joaquin Phoenix Joker at fully in like the Joker role like uh opposite of batman and i think that's like you talk about this movie could have been called bob or whatever like <laughs> i i was genuinely surprised by how much it referenced batman lore because i even though it's a joker movie like when they're talking about you know thomas wayne or you know re- referring to things going on in gotham though like those things those things place you in in the, in that story and in that world but like you could have done very minor rewrites and, and, and adjusted that. I was happy to see it. Like I was yeah. happy, like I, I was waiting for that moment to see like them come out of the opera and, and like walk down the alley and see what, how that, how that transpires in, in, in this version of the story. And so, yeah, I don't I, It's, it's good. I, it's, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I thought it was like, one of those movies where you can take a comic book story and like legitimize it and make it, make it accessible to a broader audience that may be like afraid to, to like a comic book movie, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. Look, look, Todd Phillips, he took, he took all of Scorsese's stuff and just, and just <laughs> readapted it for a, uh, for a Joker movie. Uh, Philip Marks in the chat says, what if you use dark Knight as a sequel? Uh, and that just real quick answer to that is if you take, if you take Joker 
and you use that as a backdrop, a an origin story, not for the Joker himself, Joaquin Phoenix, not as a Joker himself, but as a inspiration to a crazy Joker down the line who is actually the same age as Batman and is is a, a nemesis to, to Bruce Wayne and Batman. Then yes, I think I think the movie works better, and I'd be interested to see who that that Joker is and and what uh, is is drawn from uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, and who, whatever that actor is, right? The, if that if that makes yeah. sense. Well, and I uh, think and and the last thing like the the parallels or like the 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 back and forth between. Batman and Joker and how they're both not all there, but the way that they, you know, take their mental instability and, 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 and channel it um, and, and how they, they play off of each other was the one thing that I think was, was lacking in Joker, but that doesn't make it a, a bad movie. It's just, you're, it's more about who this person is and how they got to a point where they would actually be a, worthwhile um you know counterpoint to the eventual the eventual batman so yeah yeah um real quick d squeeze three two one who would be a good harley quinn for the phoenix joker uh obviously that would be uh, um morgan freeman (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah moving on uh should dc give up on making an extended universe like mcu we've talked about this before Yes. Um, it, it, I, I disagree with you. What I think the problem is, one of a couple problems is one, they don't take time to establish a universe. They just want to jump right in. And we've talked about this before. They just, they just like, you know what? Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, don't do it. And they're Justice all together. And get a Justice League. League out. We'll do the individual movies later. Just get a Justice yeah. League movie. Well, out. we'll get the Flash. Uh, no, you know, we'll put them on the CW for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, yeah, we'll we'll just do it later. Um, that that's always been the, the problem. Faggy has done the long game with the MCU, um, with just establishing individual movies, and then once you're like, oh, Doctor Strange has a movie now, he's in the Avengers. Okay, all right, that that makes sense. Um. I don't think the DCEU has had enough confidence in their single characters. Like if they did a Martian Manhunter Manhunter movie or dare I say it like a Booster Gold movie, like just just ran these random characters take risks and and make movies on these these fairly unknown characters to build up what would be a uh, Justice League. It doesn't always have to be the Trinity. We know the Trinity and we'll just always go there. But that's why we've been so disparate with, uh, you know, Wonder Woman and, and Superman and Batman. Um, and I do have a questions from from Omar. I think that's a little bit later down the road. But um, uh, about uh, the new movie that the Batman coming out, like yeah, yeah. How many Spark, spark, Sparkle Bats? How many instances of, of the Batman do we have? Even just like there's a Joker movie that's not part of the DCU. This Batman movie is not part of the DCU. They're they're already moving away from it. They don't have a cohesive vision. I I, I guess is 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 the thing. And and I think that's maybe one of the 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 problems that DC has has ended up 
painting themselves into a corner where you have so many iterations of Batman, so many versions of Batman, so many versions of Superman and all, all these different things to where, I mean, you can retell the story, you can retell uh, different versions of it, but what Marvel had going for it, and yes, you can throw, you know, the old Spider-Mans and Fantastic Fours in my face and X-Men movies, but starting with Iron Man, you had you had the start of a very big story that at the time we didn't know and the producers probably didn't know was as big of a story as it's going to be, but like, and, and yes, there, there are counterpoints to this, but for the most part, it is a solid through line from the first Iron Man movie to infinity war, uh, an end game. Like they, they, there, there, are, there are some casting changes and, and small things, but for the most part, it is telling one big overarching story. And I, I feel like we've already, because they can't lock in the casting for certain actors, and because like they, 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 they try to go too big too fast, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the pacing just isn't there for it. And so, yeah, they could, they could start small again, but I don't know. I, th- I think they just need to make solid singular stories that that really just tell a solid story within you know one movie and then and then move on to the next yeah and 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 i think the last point i i will make is um although dc made the the big crossover event um they made that the, the standard right with crisis on infinite earths um they 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 made that what i what i think is that is the thing that they've always had and they marvel has done where they've just they've had civil war they've had civil war 2 and they've had the phoenix saga and they've had all these these major crossover events over over the years i think that dc uh, uh somebody mentioned earlier like uh, that i think that they should start over I almost think that they're better off in a kind of a um, uh, Twilight Zone slash anthology way. Like I think they are they are much better on self-contained stories told really really well on their own. Maybe references referencing other beings and whatever. Um, but just as Matt Reeves is doing with the Batman, make it standalone, different from the Joker, different from uh, Justice League. Batman, Superman, and, and what have you. All right. All right. All right. Enough Batman right. talk. Enough, enough, enough bats. Uh, uh, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, Scary Terry asks, uh, what time? <laughs> uh, 10, 17 Eastern. Yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, thanks, Gary Terry. <laughs> thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate, appreciate the question. Uh, <laughs> Slacklife92 wants to know, how many years have you been podcasting? And do you have any future podcast endeavors, i.e. return to Lost? Oh, good question, Slacklife. Uh, uh, first part of that question, how many years have we been podcasting? Whew. Oh, boy. Let's do the math here real quick. Carry the two. 2015? 20 sounds right yeah uh it feels like about six years almost five five going into our sixth year nuts 
nuts. It's it is crazy. Uh, and, and so for those of you that are that are new to the show or or new to uh, any of our shows, uh, that the. The, the way that the origin story goes, Brandon uh, moved to Hawaii a couple doors down from me. Uh, we were hanging out one night and I was a longtime listener of podcasts who always loved the idea of doing a podcast, but never really had the the get up and go to do it. And so when he stands in my kitchen one day and says, hey, you want to start a podcast? A joke, by the way. As as I as that's all I do that I speak in jokes and 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 people they're like yeah no that's a good idea. I was fully on board. I was like yes let's do it let's let's start working on it. What what are we gonna call it? And uh, and apathetic enthusiasm was born. Uh, credit to Brandon's wife Chelsea for coming up with the name as we were as we were coming up with trying to come up with a nitty a nitty wame uh, a, a witty name for the podcast uh she put together apathetic enthusiasm and uh yeah we just started started podcasting in in his garage uh we've both moved since then but we've kept it going uh you started submitted for your approval yeah uh, while you were still in hawaii let's not talk about that let's pretend it has died it's it's still there it's still there it's on the website apatheticenthusiasm.com if anybody's Uh, listening who who wants to be a guest let me know (laughs) interdimensional rss who who many of our listeners uh know us from uh started with me searching for uh, a Rick and Morty podcast to listen to, and there wasn't one. Uh, so I pitched to Brandon, hey, do you want to do a Rick and Morty podcast? You're the one that got me into the show. And a week later, we released our first episode. We've kept the format almost completely unchanged yeah. since that first episode. Uh, season three had a surprise premiere a couple months after that, and and we've just been going strong ever since then. So going strong, uh, yeah, that's a way. Oh, that's my a- my dog wants to be on this episode too, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, do we have any future podcast endeavors, Brandon? I've got some things rattling around in my head. Uh, I know, I know, we've we've workshopped some ideas. Uh, do you want to put anything on the record as something that that you have as a future endeavor for podcast? Any future podcast endeavors? Oh gee, oh geez, oh geez. Um, no, uh, six sixty five more episodes of Rick and Morty. Uh, got that. I got that on the docket. Um, uh, maybe maybe the the rest of Twilight Zone, the original series. Uh, that that'll take another seven years. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we, we talked, we talked about, uh, ability checks that are kind of like D and D not, not necessarily advice podcast, but just like our, our explorations through it. I, because I, you know, we're going through the campaign right now in every, after every session, we do a roses and thorns, which is the pros and cons. And, um, Oftentimes, I know that you and and John and Kevin have have very often been like, it feels like we're just just picking you apart to pick you apart because we have to come up with something negative, and sometimes that does turn into a um an an actual like argument between people. Usually, it's between me and John because we're so so passionate about things, um, but. But generally, I feel like that kind of content, we we end up talking about it for an hour or or, or two, 
whether it's between me and you or me and John or, or you and John together before the session starting up, I, I think there, there's interesting things to discuss. And in the whole thing with ability checks was, well, we're, we'll record the live play where we're actually playing the game. But then like on the off weeks, we, we would talk about the session and some of the choices that were made in there, uh, which is what that roses and thorns ends up being. And, and, and so long as we can keep things not personal and we don't take it as, as criticism of, of us and, and we like keep it as objective as possible, I think that would be a really interesting thing to, to, to do from, from a group of people who are learning how to play not just D&D, but role-playing games in general. Yeah, and I think, I think early on, like as we were just learning D&D and how to play, I feel like I was still trying to pick up so much information just about like the core mechanics of the game and how the game worked. And at the same time, like learning how to DM because I had never played a role-playing game, period, let alone been a game master for one. Uh, but now that we've played for over a year uh, in, into our second year of playing, I feel like we're much more comfortable like with the basics of the game and 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 we've we've come across more situations now where i feel like i think we'd have more to say on certain topics um so yeah i definitely think i think ability checks still is something that like it's it's there uh we could we could work it in somehow i i think i think that could be um maybe like Somewhere on the horizon, uh, in, on the Apathetic Enthusiasm Podcast Network, uh, the other thing for me is my lifelong love of Disney and Disney films and Disney parks um, has has carried on uh, a generation to my kids. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, and and my my oldest uh, child really would love to do a podcast with me. So so we've kind of talked off and on about. Uh, going back through and watching all of the classic uh, Disney animated films and then kind of talking about what went into creating them and then also getting, you know, her perspective as a child in, you know, 2020, uh, what she thinks of movies that were, you know, that came out almost a century ago now. And so it's... um that's something I'd love to do. It would it would be more of like a personal project in terms of like having to figure out how to do all the stuff that Brandon does for me on podcasts in terms of like editing and producing and all of those things. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to help me, but I don't want to drop another podcast in his lap. So uh, that's that's something that's on the horizon if I, if I ever get further into that technical side of it. I would I would I would you know I'm on the record. I would totally help you out with that uh, because oh I know. Cause I, cause I want you, I want you, I, I want you, you know, the whole thing with, with this, this podcast and, 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 uh, interventional RSS is, is it gives you a creative out, out, outlet in, in some way. And, and I know that you want your daughter to have a creative outlet because you want to foster that kind of creativity and, and, uh, you know, not saying like, nah, you don't want to do that. Just the same thing with, with my kid, right? He's like, I wanted a YouTube channel. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh what is it about? He's like, and he just like spouts <laughs> like a couple of syllables together, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, and like, well, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say yes, but 
you know, let's let's figure something out together and, and we'll help each yeah. other out. And and we also have full time jobs and, and other commitments. So yeah. it's th- those are the things that we balance. Right. Those are the things that we have to figure <laughs> yeah. out. Um, and, and finally, Lost, you know, Lost is the reason I got into podcasts in the first place. The first podcast I ever listened to was when Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse would talk about the episodes uh, each week after they were released. So, I mean, I would love to do a lost podcast, but I, there are so many, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I just, I can't capture that same magic that I had watching them streaming them to Ustream or whatever we, <laughs> yeah. we did yeah. way back when. Two, two, two things. One, uh, I saw a lost podcast that, that is out there that just came out maybe, uh, maybe six months ago super popular there's there's yeah. there's there's an audience for it second thing uh sire dark puts out there for fellow former patreon patron <laughs> shay minty had a disney podcast with one of her friends uh, called imagine the magic we remember shay minty we, we we love her and we miss her um i i also uh one of my high school friends uh carrie poppy she had a podcast called oh no it's ross and carrie uh for a little bit i think they're still going on but she also started up another disney podcast called hidden mickeys which is all about like the uh the uh hidden side of of disney i don't think that one's going on anymore but uh that it's there yeah okay good 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 stuff uh all right we're we're creeping up on 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 the 50 minute mark uh don't don't we still got lots two minute, of questions. Two hours. We're going two hours on this. <laughs> Marathon podcast, guys. Buckle up. Uh, so Bordinko asks, uh, do you think the USAF is even competent enough to create any AI? <laughs> I, I'm assuming you're referring, or you're referring to the United States Air Force. He, he is indeed. Well, kind of what he's going along the lines of is his next question. Uh, which is how did uh, Carl the T eight hundred survive in Southern Texas for so long? LAPD would be looking. Th- those kind of go hand in hand because if you don't know, Carl the T eight hundred is uh, from Terminator Dark Fate, uh, who is is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who reprises his role as the T eight hundred. Okay, and if you know uh, T Terminator three um, was uh, well, the Air Force was responsible for Judgment Day. In 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 that, in that case, so Oops. are they even are they even competent enough for that? That's a good that's a good question. Um, I do know that that there has been some critique about the programmers and stuff in in the Air Force that they're kind of pieces of of crap and garbage, and they can't white guilt <laughs> milk toast, and they can't they can't program themselves out of a paper bag. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh. I do, Brandon. I really do. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, I don't think they're competent enough for the. Here, here's what I'll say on the subject: is you know, a lot of time passed between now and Judgment Day. Uh, not really. Uh, we keep catching up. Uh, but you know, the, the Air Force is trying to progress into a more DevOps focused, uh, you know, development cycle. And I've heard that. Who knows what could happen? Uh, moving on, uh, how to uh, indicate to my players that an NPC is no longer useful and that they should move on. I love that we're getting some real D and D centric stuff. This is an opportunity for us to practice for ability checks. A future podcast coming to athletic enthusiasm. Um, we've we've both 
uh, tried our hand at doing a little DMing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how how would you indicate to your uh, players that an NPC is no longer useful? Well, uh, this this is the difficult part of 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 DMing, as you know, especially if you have two people who like to talk around in circles and not actually progress any 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 further. Uh, I, I, I fresh squeezed juice. Yeah, digging digging deep digging it deep into that. Um, we, I think when we first started, there was a a sense that if you if you describe anything that is inherently important, right? It's especially especially when we first started, right? Like like oh well, he's describing this pillar that they walk past. There must be something about that pillar that I need to inspect, and I. Let me roll an investigation, right? <clears throat> Same thing with NPCs. If 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 you ask uh, your players, well, you, you you describe to your players that you're in a tavern, and they're like, "Oh, who do I see around the room?" And you're like, "Well, you see a, a dwarf, and he's wearing a tunic. It's it's brown. It looks like it's got some shit stains on it. You don't really know why." Then your players might be like, "Oh." Let's go talk to that shit stained tunic dwarf, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 there's that piece, but um, the ones that you talk to, you might you might get glean some information from them, and uh, you might end up start talking around in circles with that with that NPC, and you're like, do I I need some information from you? And he's like, No, kind sir. I I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, can I roll an in, uh, 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 insight check on him? Yes. And then you're like, don't ask for rolls. I'll determine whether or not you need to roll. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, oh, oh, you rolled a twenty-five. How do you do that? I don't. I don't know. You still don't know anything. <clears throat> he's a fucking liar. I know he's lying. Um, <laughs> so 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 how 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 do you indicate that they're, they're no longer useful? Um, in my mind, just kind of right off the bat, I just say like, uh, you know, that that person shows indifference to you or gets distracted by something like a mundane or, uh, just not anything out of the ordinary. It just like continues on. Try, try to describe that. He's just going on with his ordinary life or, uh, there's there's nothing there's nothing special about what he told you. It's just kind of gossip or or, or whatever. Um, in that case, I, I, yeah, I th I think one of the things you're describing, like it, when 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 the players are scanning the room and you you describe a particular character in detail, I think those details will cause your party to look a little bit more closely at something, and 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 continuing to add that level of detail might. Uh, continue to have your players engage and, and and try to get more information out of somebody, but uh, I think if you if you start to pull those details back and and maybe the person is just doesn't have a lot of it, things interesting to say, um, that's a good way to kind of offload that NPC. I personally i I like the I I think I was a lot more improvisational with some of the things that I did as a DM. So, uh, if, if I had NPCs, 
uh, I, I kind of just let the, the conversation go. And if an NPC ends up hanging out for a while, cool. Uh, if he is, if, if, if he provides a useful bit of information and then the party moves on, that's fine too. Uh, sometimes I will excuse the NPC, uh, somewhat, directly and say like well i gotta be headed back to the farm now it's a pleasure meeting y'all and and then and then he walks away and or whatever i'll I'll do that on occasion as well there along those lines you know there's a there's a i don't know if it's it's subtle or not but it's the um having the the player the characters get distracted by something else in the, the context of that conversation like you know the the very uh heavy handed way would be like oh yes blah 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 the, the npc talking and then all of a sudden a, a goblin runs in with a molotov cocktail it's like <laughs> this is for obama i i i, I picked obama just and this is why you don't do improv in your campaigns <laughs> this is for osama bin obama and they're like and then, and like the whole tavern turns around, like, "Hey, that's not cool." And then the goblin's like, "What?" <laughs> Game master. Uh, all right. Hopefully that answered your question. Uh, next one is: Should I start writing my book about uh, a space first uh, contact war? Yes. Yes. You yes. Should. 100%. Uh, pen to paper. Make sure you make it happen. Uh, next is, why is Megamind so underrated? I don't know. That's a good movie. Will Ferrell. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, I don't... I think it's an early DreamWorks film, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Just is it, it's probably um, overshadowed by things that were happening at Pixar at the time. Yeah. So... Sorry. Yeah. Uh, more D&D questions. What, what D&D <laughs> homebrew should I write next? Big Trouble in Little China, or They Live? Ooh, okay. Uh, um, assuming you're using the actual D&D uh, rule sets uh, as your, your basis for this homebrew. Um, Brandon Quick, tell me what They Live is. Oh, you don't know what They Live is? Oh, my God. Roddy Roddy Piper is, he, he, he finds glasses, right? He puts on these, these sunglasses. They kind of look like blue blockers. And he sees all these advertisements that are around the city and they're just like saying like obey and and buy and stuff like that. Um, and eventually he gets into like a massive fight with uh, the guy who plays Childs in uh, um, the thing. Does oh God, I remember his name. He he was in he's he's in Rick and Morty. He plays a giraffe, <laughs> a short giraffe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole point is like, there's aliens that are invading earth and they are, they're, um, mind controlling people to buy their products and stuff like that. They're, they're taking over subtly and these glasses right. allow them to see the truth. Um, that's, that's what they live is. I, okay. Well, well, I'm glad we could continue the streak long time streak on apathetic enthusiasm of discovering movies I have not seen. Uh, and with that in mind, write it on uh, Big Trouble in Little China. We'll do our next AE episode on They Live. Is it a Netflix rewatch? Can, do, can we still do this? Oh, yeah, I think we can. Reverse draft. Thank you, Philip. Uh, thank you, God. Thank you. If, if I said thank you, God, then that must mean that Philip Marx is God. Okay. 
That's uh, all, all it can mean. Uh, which is the mo- best Freaky on. Friday swap, <laughs> Travis? Bill Pullman and Twister or Bill Paxton in Independence Day? Bonus remix, Bill Paxton and Spaceballs or Bill Pullman in Weird Science? Which is the better Freaky Friday swap? Freaky Friday swap. Uh, I don't. I'm I'm gonna go with Bill Paxton and Independence Day, maybe. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a uh, Bill. Bill. Um. Oh damn it! That I see Bill so many times that I'm like, oh shit! Now I'm confused. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go. Bill, 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 Bill. Bill. I'm gonna go with Bill. Bill Paxton directed uh, Frailty. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna say him in Twister, cause cause Game Over Man fits so well in Twister. We'd be like, here comes a tornado, man! Game over, game over! <laughs> and then a cow goes past the camera, <laughs> and, and the and the cow's like, mama. <laughs> Uh, all right and finally uh one of my favorite questions of the night uh what is your favorite character from bob's burgers and why is it tina it's 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 tina shit ah damn it no it's uh i mean it has to be bob right like why would you not have your favorite character of the of the show be bob it'd have to be bob no it's no uh, Louise is my favorite character. Okay, you're right. She uh, there was a period where I referred to her as my spirit animal. So, uh, Kristen Shaw. Yeah, yeah. She's, One love. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's not Tina. Uh, all right, we're 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 getting close to the end here, folks. <laughs> you 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 you've you've held on. Uh, hopefully, this is enjoy- as enjoyable for you as it is for us. Uh, yes, we probably should have split these questions in half and made two episodes out of this. Uh, you know. If, if you're enjoying this episode, send more questions uh, over to <laughs> apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. Uh, well, maybe we'll make this a regular thing. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, this one is from Dreads. Oh, goodness. No, Dreads. Dread Sigil Odegra. Oh, yeah, of course. It's all one word. Dread Sigil Odegra <laughs> asks, when are you guys doing Ram D&D special? Uh Great question. Great question. The the box is right over there. The box is right uh, over there. It, uh, next month, I am actually going to play test the set with a with a group of people. He's gonna play test uh, it. That's that's what's <laughs> happening. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run a test game just to get myself kind of comfortable with DMing the w- one shot, and then. Uh, and then, and we're still talking to some folks uh, about who is going to be in on that campaign, and then, uh, and then we'll record it and start uh, releasing it as soon as as Brandon lets us. Once I edit it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Once- here, here's uh, the thing about uh, playtesting it is is um, Travis has never DM'd before, and and <laughs> oh, wait, no, you, you know you have, uh, but. Uh, the thing is, is, is we kind of, we've gotten to this, this, uh, routine of, um, we've played with this, the same four folks, uh, for all our D and D so far. 
And and I, I think that with this Rick and Morty stuff coming around, uh, the D and D campaign, I, I think it's it's good for us to run through it one time to see what it's like and what the flow would be and and with it with a, a brand new set of folks um to to find out well how 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 could, how can make this how can make it interesting uh, what are the expectations like what will the players do in certain situations and and adapt that to uh us recording and, and especially for for you Travis and and you could speak to it more I'm sure uh you know finding out what what works and what doesn't and, and what you can do to prepare better and, and next, next, when, when we do it for the real thing. Yeah. And, and especially with uh, some of this like pre-written um, material, like I, I don't want, I don't want it. I want it to feel a little bit more natural so that as, as we're playing through it, I don't want to be thumbing through pages and being like, Oh, what room are they in? What? Like, Oh, let me find the right thing for this. Oh shoot. I don't, but I, so a little, a little bit more prep. Um, but it, it should be good. It should be good. And, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll get that out there. Just be cool. Be cool. My babies. Uh, you, you guys will, you guys will get it here pretty soon. Uh, Omar, we already answered one of your questions. Uh, the other question that you have is what do you think of the new transformer show on Netflix? Uh, very simple. Haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I think it's a trailer, but, uh, Omar, see the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Real quick, Omar, uh, love him. He's my friend. I, I, I work with him. Uh, he sent me the the trailer on in uh, Facebook Messenger, and I just I want to tell him straight up. After watching him send me that message, I didn't actually watch the video associated with it. So I assume it's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to Transformers Con with him in Orlando in in March where you're such, you're such a poser where where he you need to transform into a real autobot <laughs> before you get there where him i and and some other friend of ours uh billy will go to transformers con and i'll be walking with them and they're like oh look it's a limited edition <laughs> optimus barnaby <laughs> and i'll be like oh my god yeah i remember that's generation three they're like no Fucking nerd. That's generation, <laughs> that's generation two point five. Uh, based on based on the one uh, screenshot that is all over Google, uh, the Optimus Prime looks pretty sweet. Oh I'm not God. gonna lie. I know. Sweet. I know. It looks so sweet. <laughs> uh, we're losing them, guys. We're losing them. Let's wrap it up with some chat questions. Qu these are some of the questions that you guys have been sharing in the Twitch and YouTube chat uh, the entire time we've been recording. Brandon and I have been feverishly trying to capture them. Uh, so thank you so much for everybody that's hanging out in chat and sharing these questions. Uh, we, 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 we put the questions down. We didn't necessarily put who wrote them down in every case. So, uh, if this is your question, you know, shout it out. Uh, first one was favorite alcoholic drink. I'm pretty sure that was Philip. Uh, we, we talked about beer. We didn't really get to favorite alcohol drink outside of beer. Uh, if it's not beer, Brandon, what 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 would you be drinking? Shirley Temple. <laughs> You're not uh, not a not a refreshing summer beverage. No, uh, favorite favorite alcoholic drink. That it, it it is it is a it is a great question. Um, ah, my my problem is, uh, like, I have vodka. I I I drink I drink a lot of vodka, and I mix vodka with basically everything. 
so I don't necessarily have a favorite drink. I like Sprite and and grenadine and vodka. Um, damn, yeah, maybe margarita. I'll just go with margarita. Like like a Faster. very like a very good margarita. By the way, margarita National Margarita Day was this last weekend. Yeah, it, head head back to the pre-show when I talk about the one margarita that made me drunk at an outlet mall this weekend. Uh, that's, that's, that's where that's at. Uh, good. I mean, margarita, you know, I, I had that margarita this weekend and I was like, I need to drink more margaritas. This is really good. Uh, but I will say, uh, my favorite drink is an old fashioned because, uh, I, I enjoy, uh, the whiskeys, the bourbons, the scotches, the, um, I, I often drink them them neat or or with a little bit of uh, ice, but uh, mixing it up, adding adding a little bit more flavor in there, uh, old fashioned is when I when I when I want to kick it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that would probably be my favorite. And that, and that's where we alcohol. share our, our our common bond is with that splash of grenadine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for those of you. Uh, uh, loyal listeners of the podcast, uh, if if you're ever in the middle of summer uh, looking for a refreshing summer beverage, uh, that is a what is it? Uh, it's a vodka vodka, vodka tonic. tonic vodka tonic. Vodka tonic. Um, that is that is refreshing summer summer beverage. It's it's a refreshing summer beverage, and uh, you you are obligated anytime you order a vodka tonic. Uh, to refer to it as such, uh, let, let us let us know if you're ever enjoying a refreshing summer beverage. Last time I was in the airport with my boss, he was like, "Vodka tonic, oh my god, wow, grow a pair, huh?" And then he ordered a gin and tonic, um, <laughs> and and so I've been drinking more of those just to be like, "Well, what is the difference?" Turns out it doesn't matter after the first two. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, do you have any favorites or uh, crazy celebrity meet and greet stories? Um, do, 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 do. We took a picture of the back of Edward James almost uh, head uh, from the other side of a curtain at a Comic Con, and Brandon posted it with the caption Edward James almost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's... yeah that's so good um <laughs> that's that's not that's 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 a really cool that's, that's a throwback to the weekend where our podcast logo i think was that photo was taken um i don't know celebrity meet and greets uh i don't typically sign up for those like like if you're talking about uh, like a like a comic con or something like that where you you know, spend a bunch of money and wait in a line so you can get a picture with them. Uh, that typically isn't my my bag. I, I I don't I don't do that sort of thing. Uh, but I I enjoy uh, get, getting to meet people. Uh, we uh, amazing Hawaii Comic Con uh, was yeah. this last weekend out out in Oahu. Uh, we we had the opportunity to hang out with Jimmy J, the the organizer of those amazing comic conventions. And uh, they invited us out for the the second uh, Hawaii Comic Con, and we got to go to the like VIP party um, where they had a lot of the guests of the convention 
uh, out at a bar and a lot of the VIP guests and stuff got to hang out and have some drinks and, and meet with uh, some of those folks. Uh, that was that's probably, uh, I would argue, the the coolest kind of meet and greet situation for me because it, it wasn't it wasn't a quick five minute, okay, get in, take your picture, whatever, leave. But we actually had an opportunity to, to talk to some folks and get to know them a little bit better. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, of, of the of the two celeb meet meet and greets, uh, one was doing a panel for Chris Claremont at the uh, at the Amazing Hawaii Comic Con. Um, who, if you don't know who Chris Chris Claremont is, you know, he did a bunch of X Men stuff. You know, not important stuff. Something like Phoenix or Created Gambit, bullshit like that. Um, well, and while I was doing the <laughs> while I was doing the panel, I. He, he he was he was difficult to get any kind of information out of like it was difficult to get uh to to talking and, and i had said something like uh you know like what if what if gambit just like threw his card at somebody and made him explode it was just something stupid absurd and he's like no he had a reaction he's like no no gambit doesn't kill that's not who gambit is he doesn't do that and I got I got a reaction out of him, and he actually had like uh, he started talking, and he, he opened up a little bit, um, and so I, I was I was happy about that. Also, he hates me, and he'll never talk to me again. <laughs> uh, That's then, still such an amazing way that that turned out. Where <laughs> like we went from one panel to another, and the next thing I know, you're on the main stage <laughs> with Chris Claremont running a panel, and it's just like. We don't know what we're doing, and there he is. Look at him right there. Uh, that was that was pretty spectacular. And 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 me and my co-panelist, we were like on Wikipedia, like trying to get as much information on Claremont as we could, going up to it, so we could have something to, to talk about. Um, and the second meet and greet that that I always I always go with is uh, I went to San Diego Comic Con a good handful of years ago. And uh, Chelsea and I ended up hanging out with uh, Tom Kenny of SpongeBob fame. And because, uh, you know, obviously Mitch, uh, my father-in-law is the animator and he's kind of like in that 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 realm. Uh, yeah, that's my best celebrity meet and greet is meeting your father-in-law. <laughs> uh, but we went to the gas lamp district and uh, Tom Kenny and I weren't allowed into like a downstairs bar together. That, that was that was fun. Um, but you know, the thing about like celebrities and is whenever I meet them, like I, I really try my best not to be like, you're a celebrity. I'm hanging out with you. <laughs> oh my God. fanboy! Cause I want to treat them like, like regular people. And in some ways that also isn't treating them like regular people. Um, so anyways, sorry, Tom Kenny, I love you. Please be my friend. He won't be my friend. Yeah, my friend. Uh, this this question actually comes from Fox Pixar Media. Thank you, Fox Pixar Media, for the follow over <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, they they wanted to know uh, what we thought of Disney's takeover of Fox. Um, Disney owns everything now. Do the the, the, the circle is complete. Do we want do we want to be like? Let Let's look at it from two angles, Travis. Two different lenses. One from what this really means in reality and also from the fanboy perspective. Let's start. Nah, I, I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, from the fanboy perspective, 
hey, X-Men in the Marvel Universe. That's really cool. Snickety snow. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Now, from the realistic perspective, in the, in the 80s, Pac Bell, they were sued for a monopoly. You know, Disney, in all seriousness, should not be out as powerful as they are now. There should be a monopoly uh, kind of suit against Disney. They should not, they should not have taken over as much uh, media as they, as they have. Okay. That's all I really yeah, no, and and as a longtime and and often stated Disney fanboy, uh, I I like a lot of Disney productions and Disney developed stuff. Uh, the, their business practices, I'm not always 100 percent on board with. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to like uh, come to terms with the fact that like The Simpsons is a Disney property now, sort of, and things like that. It just it just seems wrong. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope that they keep those IPs, um, for the most part intact, but I don't know. It seems, it seems like they've taken up a lot of stuff now and I don't know. Hopefully they do good, good work with it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Speaking of, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me change gears here real quick. Travis, we answered that question. Uh, I hope they do good work with it. Which brings me to my next question, which is, what is the most inappropriate movie you watch at a young age? What is the most inappropriate movie you've watched at a young age? Not now. Okay. So what are we what are we counting as a young? Now age? I know it's Debbie Does Dallas two thousand, the the famous sequel to the original Debbie Does Dallas. Um. By the way, uh, real quick, I was. I was on a work trip to Baltimore and I pressed the button that said movies. And then I saw, I saw Debbie does Dallas 2000. I was like, Oh yeah. I'll, yeah. Let me, let me just see more information. And no, like you press that button again and you actually buy it. And, and so then like at the end of the trip, I'm like, I have to, I have to pay for this. Like I didn't watch it. And they're like, no, come on. Like we know you watched it, which I did, but you know, whatever, you know, like I just like I wanted my money back. I wanted my, my twelve dollars back. You're the only person <laughs> that I know personally who's bought an adult film on an airplane. No, no, not an airplane. It was it was like a La Quinta. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay then. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, most inappropriate movie. I I mean, inappropriate can be, uh, you know discussed a lot of different ways uh i think i think the the thing that most fits for me is um probably is like a preteen. uh our family movie that we watched on a regular basis was natural born killers and 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 it was uh jokingly referred to as our family film uh for for several years uh so so that that movie's pretty pretty twisted uh but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I watched I watched a lot of stuff growing up that was R rated as a as a kid. So I don't know. Nothing nothing any any more scandalous than that. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Uh, it it's just so difficult for for me because I've watched I've I've watched a lot of probably not age appropriate stuff for me when I was that age. 
you know, the earliest horror movie I, I remember watching was probably Child's Play. And um, I I was scared of my buddy for a long time after that. Uh, I think I think uh, Faces of Death. I watched I watched that. Uh, I I didn't I didn't watch the whole thing. Like I think my parents were like, "We're gonna watch this." Okay, you you can't watch this. But I I saw some of it uh, ahead of time. Um, horror movies. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's really the key. Um, and but, I, I was I, I was scared to death of movies as a kid, so I did not watch horror movies as a kid, like at all. <laughs> yeah, and 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 now my, now my son he it's it, it's he's weird because he we got him into watching horror movies very very early on, and now and now he doesn't like them, and now he's like uh, he sees like people getting hurt or um, in precarious positions, and he's like I, I can't do it, and he'll like cover his eyes. We watched, um, what was it the other day? Oh, we w- went to like this engineering fair at uh, uh, University of Florida, and uh, it was for kids and whatever. And uh, there's a, a display for like a bunch of 3D printing things, and there was like a bullet uh, bullet bill and some boxes, blah blah blah. And there was a, a face hugger that they had created with 3D printing, and and my kid was like. Oh, it's a face hawker, and he's playing with it. And and the guy who's running the display is like, yeah, some kids come in here and they they don't know what that is, and it's good for them because whatever kind of parents let their kids watch Alien and blah blah, blah and just talking shit about parents who let their kids watch this type of stuff. And and Chelsea and I are like, yeah, I know, right? Like, who would who would do that? All right, put, put, all right, child, put the old face hugger away. Put, put who, it down. How, who taught you what that was called? Put that, put that down. No, he likes hugging faces, <laughs> right? And and he's like, no, yeah, he impregnates them with the sailing. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. You're thinking of uh, uh, Pokemon. My, my my Little Pony. Yeah, it's Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, all right, all right. That uh, that about wraps it up. I think we have time for just one more question. One more. What? One, one more question before we get out of here. Uh, this one comes uh from the chat. Uh, it, and it says, "Hey, please ask and answer this question on the podcast." <laughs> now that you've both been playing D and D for the last year and a half ish, what's your favorite D and D moment from a game you've played in? That's my question. Thank you, and have a good night. And he asked this champ, more champ. than once, fucker. <laughs> he asked. He asked it many times. Yeah. Um, all right. Favorite moment from a game you've played in. Uh, we'll start with we'll start with you, Travis. A game you've played in, which means you as a character, not as you as a DM. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, it certainly wasn't the time. I think when he's, you... he's he's trying to he's trying to get us into a fight. It, it certainly wasn't the time when you took the item that we were trying to steal from <laughs> a, uh, a, a a fancy party and ran back towards enemies with it, uh, leaving the rest of the party um, uh, stranded on a beach somewhere. Uh, that definitely wasn't it. That was funny. Uh, that was fun. Um, I like that. Remember, I, I did a one shot too, so you can... <laughs> the... the yeah, that that first one shot that I played as a uh, as a druid, 
uh, where I the one and only time our our game has had a female player character in it because I decided to play as a female. Um, yeah, and we fought the uh, the bed dragon. That That's was right. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. First first time was the best time. But it, but is it is it was was that your favorite moment? I don't know. I'm thinking from our current campaign, there's definitely been some some moments that I really enjoyed. Uh, I I could dig through my notes. I don't know. Do you have Do you have a moment that, that okay. you can remember that you really enjoyed? While 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 you're digging into your notes, I'll I'll pick up my my favorite moment. Um, uh, it definitely wasn't when your you and Kevin's character decided to waterboard me because I couldn't find the well, I couldn't find the item out of my bag. Uh, it definitely wasn't that. It definitely wasn't that moment. Um, but, but honestly, uh, it was at the end of that campaign where <laughs> you guys got into the boat to escape this island, and you're like, "Get in the boat with us." <laughs> and then uh, my character's like, "I'm not getting in the boat with you. You tried to kill me. I'm out of here." Uh, and then he got, uh, he, he ran back into the party area where like the big bad was like, you, where are you going? And then I tried to explain to them, like, I'm bringing you back this idol that, uh, they tried to steal from you. And like, no, you tried to steal that. And then John, who was running the one shot at the time, champ champ, by the way, uh, he said a, a very, very high DC for me to pass on that role to lie to them. And I, I rolled the best role that I've rolled ever. And I got off scot-free at the end of that <laughs> campaign after like screwing you and Kevin and, and me really, I was like prepared to die at that moment. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, like I was an asshole. Like I should die at this point in time, and I didn't. And it was just like, you know what? I did it. This is the best, <laughs> this is the best, <laughs> best experience of my life. Uh, yeah, that was that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I I think recently, uh, a couple of games ago, uh, we had a game where. Uh, we were going to avenge the death of a ghost that we met up with, and we had to convince the person that murdered this ghost uh, to turn himself in. Uh, the way that we worked together as a party and uh, you know made that happen was was a lot of fun. Uh, I felt like that was I don't I don't know if it was my favorite moment in D and D, but that that in recent memory stands out as. Uh, as as a pretty fun time so all right anyway anyway so so those are our answers to your questions thank you thank you so much to everybody that has sent in all of those questions uh we we very much appreciate it if if you had a question that we didn't get to or we didn't answer or or maybe uh you have some this sparked some more questions for you uh hit us up apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com Send us some questions. Maybe maybe we'll hit uh, one or two every episode if 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 uh, we got other topics to talk about. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be this episode. Uh, if 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 you're new to the show, if if you're just here for the first time, uh, thank you guys for for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to uh, if if you're an audio listener of the podcast to 
subscribe so that you you don't miss an episode every time that we uh that we that we release one if, if you haven't got a chance to rate or review uh the podcast we'd really appreciate it if you do that for all of you that are joining us on stream you guys are amazing thank you guys so much for watching stick around we'll have a little bit of a, a post show hangout uh exclusively for you guys and for the people that go watch it on youtube later on uh but but uh that's it thank you guys so much for for listening and watching uh and until next time i'm, I'm travis I I am Brandon and, and you know Travis I just I just want to I want to say this. This has been a blast and I only had one extremely extremely large gin and tonic. Uh, <laughs> uh to, just it, one. It, it's just it's, one. it's it's all it's all, it's all gone. It's all gone. Uh but I I want to say a personal thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Um, you, you're all fantastic. Bordinko, uh, you know, let me know. I'm not saying, you, you know, keep a job open for me, but you know, if you have a job open for me, that, that'd be great. Um, but, uh, shout out to a last minute arrival scruff TV. <laughs> um, there's part of me that's like, uh, is that John again? Is John, John, character? but, uh, you know, we, thank you everyone for, for coming out. You're fantastic. And I'm, gonna. Um, I'll edit this. Play, <laughs> play the music, Brandon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Bye. Ah. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.